time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us online at greensbororetirement.com. That's where you can hear past podcasts and where we'll post future ones as well, greensbororetirement.com. And at any point in time, you can also call Glenn at 336 291 3535. Well, Glenn, we get a lot of questions from listeners all the time, and I've kind of collected a hodgepodge of some of the more common and uh, interesting questions I'm going to kind of just throw at you uh, on this week's podcast. We're just going to kind of cover the whole gamut, I guess, if you will. The first one has to do with annuities. What's your opinion of investments that require you to keep your money locked up for a certain period of time? like an annuity might operate that way? Well, Walter, you know, it, it's it, the answer to that is, 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 as it is very oftentimes, is it, it depends, right? I mean, when we're thinking about retirement income and, you know, how are we going to generate, you know, how are we going to generate either, you know, current or future income, you know, an annuity is, is a lot of times something that needs to be considered. It doesn't fit in all cases, but in, in a lot of cases it does. And realistically, you know, when you think about it, especially when you're thinking about like IRA or 401k type of accounts, all of those accounts are, you know, are pre-tax dollars. And so those dollars, whenever they come out of the account, they're going to be subject to taxation. So they kind of have to sit still anyway, unless you're going to take out a big, you know, a big withdrawal. And in which case, then you're going to have some tax consequences of doing that. So, you know, whether whether you have it in something that is quote unquote liquid, like the bank or maybe a brokerage type of um, you know IRA, or whether you have it in in in, in an annuity, it's it's going to depend on you know on, on what your goals are. But if it's you know if it's liquid, it still has it still has a, a you know some consequences for for you know exercising that liquidity in terms of you know how much taxes you might pay. So if you're thinking in terms of that, you're going to take out you know a certain amount you know you know over time you know each year or you know or, or maybe it's an increasing amount but whatever the case may be if it's a consistent withdrawal a lot of times it doesn't really matter if it if it's in a place that that has to stay in that one particular location for a period of time because maybe that there's there's some benefits that are being you know created there you might be you know developing future income benefits or possibly you know protecting yourself from downside risk of the you know, of the markets you know volatility ends and ups and downs so it's it's not necessarily a bad thing and it's not necessarily a good thing it's just one of those forces that's there and it's it's, it's one of the it's one of the pieces of the puzzle that that comes with an annuity and like I say, for for some folks, you know, it's it's a it's a great solution for a part for a portion of their money, and for other folks, it might not fit. But uh, I don't think it's inherently good or bad that you know that that something has to sit there. What I what I guess the the main thing is is that if it has to sit at a particular place. And, and not and not move is is that something that's going to create a hardship? And if the answer is yes, then that's probably not something that you should consider. But if the answer is no, then then you might be able to develop uh, you know some you know some ongoing benefits that might well be worth it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good point. And uh, whenever you're talking about locking your money up, there's always sort of that trade off of okay, we you can have uh, you know look for I want a good return, but I want my money to be safe and I want it to be liquid. Well, you can't really have all three of those things, right? You can't have the the high interest rate with with the good return, the liquidity that you're maybe seeking, and um, you just can't have access to all those things. So remember the purpose of the investments, and then that'll if you don't. Need 
need that money for a little while, then it's okay that it's locked up. If it's money that you're going to need, Glenn, then no, that investment doesn't make sense for you. That's a, you did a pretty good synopsis of that. That's well, good. no, I mean that's I mean that's exactly right, Walter. I mean it always depends upon you know what is your what are your long term goals, what are your short term goals, and you know you're going to have different you know buckets of money, so to speak, you know to accomplish different goals, and and those goals are going to you know come within different time frames. So like you say, I mean locking it up is is sometimes that's an okay thing. Again, for a portion of your money, you you certainly wouldn't want to do that with all of your money. Yep, another good point. All right, here's another common question that I've kind of pulled together from some of the different questions we've received from listeners uh, over the the, long period of time of of hosting, you know, these shows with you, Glenn. Uh, This one was a good one I remember from the past. I've always managed my retirement accounts by myself, and I definitely have trust issues that prevent me from letting someone else manage the accounts for me. That's not an unusual thought. Pretty pretty common for some people. Uh, sure. but, but I know that as I get older, I'll be less capable of doing it all by myself. How much control can I expect to retain over my assets when I have an advisor managing accounts for me? Good question about control. Well, no, you're absolutely right, Walter, and and that that is a concern for a lot of folks, particularly if they're um, you know one that has, uh, has has been a do-it-yourselfer, so to speak. And I think that that's something that 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 has to be addressed when you're when you're interviewing different advisors, you know, because it, it, different advisors are going to look at that differently, you know, and 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 so it's it's again you you have to find somebody that that you're comfortable with and that you can work with, and you feel like you you know you have that trust factor. Um, you know, I know from for me, it, that's something that you know, when when in terms of you know getting together and how often do we meet and how often to review things, you know, I I, I make it very clear that it's it, that's up to the client. You know, I, I certainly want to get together, you know, on a regular basis, but you know, they're going to um, help help define what that regularity is. You know, because some people want to get together, you know, maybe just once a year, and other folks want to get together, you know, maybe on a quarterly basis or possibly, you know, every, you know, maybe even often more often than that in certain circumstances. If there's you know if there's something going on with their finances, and you know it's it's for me it's it's not a one size fits all. You know if, if, if someone is a client and they want to get together, you know we're going to get together as often as they want to, and we're going to review where they're at and, and what choices they want to make and and whatnot. But I know that there's some other situations they're not they don't have that you know same flexibility. So I think it's really it's really key thing to kind of set the ground rules out when, you know to begin with. You know, with any advisor that you that you decide to hire or that you that you're planning to work with, because you don't want to be surprised by you know by you know some something that you weren't expecting, and um, you know that's certainly if it's an important you know if it's an important thing to you about you know how often you can meet or or what decisions are made, you know you want to like I say you got, you've got to make sure that that's that that's an understood uh, you know part of your arrangement and your relationship you know before you get started, otherwise you're going to be you know disappointed and and those trust issues are going to you know are coming come right back up again so you, you again you just make sure that that uh, that you have a clear understanding and that you're working with somebody that uh, that you can work with we're having fun covering some of the common questions that uh, we often get here on the retirement roadmap podcast covering a couple of different topics talking about you know liquidity and annuities and the the link that those two kinds of things have or maybe the lack thereof in some cases and whether that's good for you the, the control the amount of control you can have over maybe your finances as you work with somebody to maybe manage your funds and your money for you another common question that I think we get Glenn is when people hear someone maybe talking about specializing in retirement planning for somebody who has you know a large amount of money saved. I, I've heard a commercial on the air before that's 
you know, if you have a million dollars, I'll work with you. That kind of that kind of thing. Do they have an actual specialty for working with high net worth clients? Why is that the marketing in particular to to sort of this high net worth? Does someone who have five hundred thousand dollars not qualify for retirement planning? I mean, what's the what's the sort of the the skinny on that type of marketing in the financial realm? Well, you know, that, that that's a good question, Walter. I mean, you, you have to ask yourself the, the, the basic question is, is, you know, where, where is this, where is this advisor or where, you know, where is this um, agent coming from and, you know, what are they trying to accomplish and do they have your best interest at heart? You know, I mean, I always kind of take the attitude that, you know, that, that if you're approaching retirement, then, you know, if, if you if you're seeking advice and you're seeking help, you know, that that shouldn't be as, as big a consideration as to whether or not, you know, whether or not you have this amount of money or that amount of money. I mean, people have whatever they've saved and they have the resources that they have, whether it be a pension or Social Security and and, uh, you know, and their spouse has, you know, has other things that they that they bring the relationship and how you manage all that and how you put it together and create your your retirement plan and your retirement income plan, you know, really matters. And so I always feel like it's like, you know, if I'm in the business to, you know, to help people with retirement, I'm in the business to help people with retirement. And, you know, and then that's going to be a, um, you know, a hallmark of what I do. And so, you know, folks who have more, you know, that then there's it's probably going to be a little bit more complicated and we're going to work a little bit more, you know, in, in detail about, you know, about, you know, additional plans of, or maybe, maybe for legacy plans or whatnot. And folks who have, you know, a little bit fewer resources, you know, their plans might be more simplified, but at the same time, just because they're simplified doesn't mean that the details don't matter because they do. And and so I feel like it's if you're in this business, you should be trying to help people who are going into retirement or in retirement, regardless of, of what their situation is. Yeah, great points on today's podcast with Glenn Mosseller about these different topics, different situations that we sometimes find ourselves in and some of the things that we need to really be thinking about carefully here. Let's cover just a few more common questions that we get, Glenn, uh, just to kind of make sure that we're covering lots of different bases and getting our uh, bang for our buck on this podcast, if you will. And this one, again, is a, a pretty common concern. Uh, Often I've heard it described by listeners as a catch-22, and it's when somebody has stocks that they really want to sell because they're too volatile for somebody who's maybe just about to retire or recently retired, but they then get really worried about the tax bill that it's going to create. So uh, this leads to sort of that common question of what's more important, reducing my risk or trying to keep my taxes low? <laughs> well, that you know that I, that is that's one of those catch twenty twos, isn't it? I mean, you know, it. it and it, again, my answer is is going to almost always in this situation is going to be it depends, right? Because I mean, I, and I think one of the one of the big parts of of, the, of determining whether or not you're going to go one direction or the other is you know do you need the do you, do you need this money from these particular stocks or from these particular investments for your retirement income and if so you know what's the time horizon do you have other resources that are going to allow you to you know to delay a little bit and if the answer is yes it might be one answer and if the answer is no it might be another or if this is a particular investment that you don't need the money for or you're not going to need it or need, at least not need most of it or all of it and you're planning to leave it to you know to kids or grandkids 
then some of the tax laws of, of being able to leave, you know, leave a, an appreciated asset to, uh, you know, uh, somebody else, there might be reasons to go ahead and hold on to it. So it's not a clear cut, you know, black and white, you know, one size fits all answer. I think it really it, it depends on their particular situation and really just di diving into finding out, well, what are the ultimate goals and, and what are we trying to accomplish and what resources do we have to be able to, you know, to solve different problems and or different uh, questions that are out there. And, you know, I, I think it really just takes some time because, you know, you, you really got to be careful when somebody just gives you a snap answer because there's more often than not, there's there's more questions to be asked before you really come up with a with an answer that's going to make sense, you know, in a holistic manner when you're taking all of your all of your situation into account. Yeah, that's another good point, and you got to always kind of remember, um, you know, that that reducing risk, keeping taxes low. If you have those as similar goals, you have to prioritize sometimes and see what the implications are going to be. So just be aware of that conversation and how it unfolds. One last common question that we'll hit on this show, and of course, this by no means covers you know every common question <laughs> that we could come up with. Just a couple of good smatterings of uh, of ideas and thoughts from different questions we've received over the months, and that would be when it comes to IRAs. And also just, just really any retirement portfolio that maybe doesn't seem like it's made a lot of money recently. The markets obviously ex have exploded in the early part of 2017 as of the recording of our podcast here. But there are still folks who kind of say, well, everyone else around me seems to be making a whole lot of money on their accounts, and I'm not making as much as the market seems to be gaining. Is our broker not paying attention to our accounts? What exactly is going on? Why aren't we keeping pace? What's the reason behind that often, and, and what do we have to keep in mind when a situation like that arises? Well, Walter, I mean, it, you 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 got you got to ask a number of questions. You know, the first question is is you know again, what are we trying to accomplish with this account and the monies that are in this account? You know, if it's if it's money that's needed, you know, in the short term, particularly for income planning and whatnot, then you know you you got to be careful about chasing after return. And so you know, if to think in terms of well, if I need this money, you know, in the next in the next few months or in the next year or two, you know, you're going to have a certain level of risk or or not or not having risk, you know, as as it were, compared to money that might be out there for 10 or 15 years from now and, and when, when you're going to need to access it then. So that's certainly going to be something to consider. You also have to consider, you know, how much how much risk is in the marketplace. You know, if you look out over the last couple of years, you know, you can go back and, on the charts and you can kind of look and see there was an awful lot of volatility but up until you know the election time, there really wasn't a whole lot of movements you know in one direction or the other. It was up for a little bit, then it was down for a little bit, and it was up a little bit, down a little bit. And so as you're going through all that churning sideways and that and that up and down volatility, you know if you're if those are short-term dollars that you need for retirement income, you know you're you're you know you probably didn't make a whole lot, but you know you might have had you might have had a friend who who had you know one particular stock that made them a whole lot of or one particular investment that made them a whole lot. But if you look at the overall marketplace, you know the markets really didn't do a whole lot over the last couple of years until we reached the um the you know the time of the election and then the first part of this year. And so again, it's 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 weird. You know, what is your time frame? What are what are your goals for that particular amount of money? And so you know, and if you're not if you're uncomfortable or you're not sure, that's something that where you should be you know reaching out to your advisor or to your broker and saying you know, hey, I'd like to have a conversation about my account and what what it's been doing and why and and, and that type of thing, and just make sure you're on track. 
Yep, these are all important things to consider. And if you'd like to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, you can do that by calling 336-291-3535. Maybe you have a question that's similar to one of the ones we've covered on the podcast today or a totally new topic. Glenn would be happy to chat that out with you and maybe have you come in for a complimentary review or a consultation of your financial plan and make sure that everything's fitting together like it should and that you have the proper roadmap to get you to and through retirement. Again, you can call Glenn at 336-291-3535. If you're listening to the podcast on GreensboroRetirement.com, if you look at the bottom of the page, you'll see free consultation. Uh, A little flag probably popped up there at the bottom of the page. You can click on that and schedule a free consultation right there from your smartphone or your computer. Again, on GreensboroRetirement.com, bottom of the page, just click on free consultation, and you can come in and have that conversation with Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. We'll have another great episode coming up a week from now. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon on the next Retirement Roadmap Podcast.